seeking the Lord's blessing, we'll now turn back to the portion that we read in the book of Psalms. In Psalm 84, we take up the reading at verse 5. Psalm 84, reading from verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baker make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. We read in this uh, psalm uh, really a testimony to the goodness and the mercy and the loving kindness of God. It speaks also obviously of those who therefore who love the courts of God's house and have a longing and a desire for them. There are the wonderful promises in it that God will be the sun and shield of his own, will give grace and glory, verse 11. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. This is not just no good thing will he withhold from any, but from them that walk uprightly. And so we see the responsibility that comes and falls upon those who are following the Lord. And indeed, who but the Lord Jesus is himself the true fullness of what we have in verse 11. There is for us then much in the psalm that can encourage us and strengthen us as we seek to go forward following the Lord. Now, in Christ, the believers find their comfort and their protection and their help so that the Lord will give to us what we need when we need it. And he never gives anything but what is good for our souls and to his own glory. We may not recognize that at times, but nevertheless, friends, this is something that is right through Scripture because he knows the end from the beginning. Now, this psalm, of course, firstly, it is clear that it uh, speaks of the pilgrims on the way to Jerusalem to worship. And it seems to speak about them coming also from a distance to do so. It reminds us maybe a little bit of, you remember, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch, how he was traveling a distance to get uh, to Jerusalem, to the place of worship. That, of course, and how he came to do so is uh, something else to consider some other time. But the whole idea of traveling through difficult places, passing through the valley of Baker, it becomes a well, the rain also filleth, filleth the pools. That verse, as many you will know, is a verse that causes much debate and controversy exactly as to what is uh, meant there. But there's also surely here for us at least that we can see the picture of the Christian on the way following the Lord and indeed ultimately on the way to uh, glory. Times when toiling on the way, times when he feels the difficult journey, the difficulty of the journey, 
times when he is thirsty, times when he wonders, will I be able to keep going? Now who here, following the Lord, doesn't know something about that from time to time? The difficulties of the way, the trials that come our way, the barrenness of the way, the hunger and thirst sometimes that comes our way. Yes, we have ways and times as we travel through this world that are, as it were, oases occasionally that encourage us to go on and where we can satisfy, in some measure at least, the needs of our soul. But here this evening, friends, just uh, words of encouragement for ourselves. To first of all, to consider here where we get the strength for the journey. The strength for the journey. Verse 5 says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. In other words, in the Lord. Here is what we need. This is what is true of the Christian. Because our strength surely is in no one else. Maybe far too long some of us spent uh, going forward as we imagined in our own strength. But the day came, did it not, when you realized you were nothing and had nothing. And you needed the Lord's strength. Those who trust in him. Those who depend upon him. And this is where we need our strength to go on from himself. And he is willing to provide that for us and to us as we call upon him. And so what is true then here are those who are going forward are those who are dependent upon the Lord. And they look nowhere else for their help above going to the Lord. Now, of course, as we and you and I go on in this life, we are so thankful, as we've heard already in prayer more than once tonight, thankful for the Lord's people, thankful for the encouragements that we receive, thankful that there are others on the journey with us, but ultimately, what is true for all of us? We never look beyond himself. The Lord himself is our help and our shield and our great reward. Now, the strength that we have here the Lord gives, it's not given reluctantly. It's not given even in a miserly way or in a grudging way from himself to his own. It's not a half-hearted giving. It is given, as it were, with all the power of God and all the love of God and all the majesty and glory of God to his own people. And so there, friends, surely, our following of the Lord, our going forward in his strength, on his way, surely then that that should be true of us as well, that we shouldn't be half-hearted, that we shouldn't be grudging in giving of ourselves to the Lord and going forward following the Lord. Sadly, often it is that it can be a sort of half-heartedness that characterizes us. Yes, friends, even in coming to God's house at times. Do you ever wonder, I'm sure you do, as I do, oh, why don't I have the selflessness that I once had? Why isn't my heart burning within me as it once was, when I truly joy to go up to God's house. 
when I love the thought of the midweek meeting, when I love the thought of God's house on the Lord's day. Have we still got that? Well, if we haven't, it is not because the Lord is withholding. Well, some people might think, well, the Lord is withholding the spirit. But if he is, the fault still is ours. We are the problem, not the Lord. He is willing to help and to give. So we need to be fully engaged in following the Lord. Nothing other than this surely will do for us. How are we to follow him? Well, don't we read elsewhere? We are to follow with all our strength, our mind, our heart, and our souls. In other words, fully committed to the Lord because he gives us the strength. That's the first commandment is what the Lord Jesus tells us. To give in that way of strength, mind, heart, and soul to him. My friends, it's not easy, of course. And there are dark days at times on our journey. We live in a spiritually dark world. But you see, we are never without the strength and the grace of God to persevere. We are never without it. Because once we step on that road, on that path following the Lord, as he calls us in his electing love, we are never on our own, however difficult the way may be. And so here we see then, blessed is the man whose strength is in. That word in the language, in the natural language, is translated elsewhere as power or, or, or even a boldness idea. And so when we're going forward, when we are with the Lord, when he gives us himself, that strength is a bold strength. It is to enable us to be powerful as it were in whose strength. And we need that, don't we? We live in difficult days, as we said. We live in enemy territory, indeed. Isn't that true? But you see, we must never forget that through Christ that we are going to be victorious, and indeed are already. And ultimately, we will overcome. And the darkness will be light. It is, there's the psalmist says from Psalm 18, by my God assisting me, I overleap a wall. It's the strength of the Lord. It is God's enabling that he has, has us going forward. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. This is what we have. This is the hope that we have. And you see, the only way that the believer can benefit from such things is to walk close with the Lord to be in his house, to be at the worship services, to have your all in it, heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he gives strength, and he gives grace in our time of need. This whole verse 5 itself, isn't there something about an intensity about it? Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, whose heart are the ways of them. It's about an intensity. It's about a commitment. It's about a not holding back. A willingness to give of ourselves. Oh, my friends, if there's ever a need in our day, it's for the Christian to be more forward and willing to give and not be ashamed to own our Saviour. Isn't that what we need? Of course, it's not easy. But it's never been easy. And it never will be easy. 
This is what is brought before us here. And you see, if we have our strength from the Lord, not in our own strength, but our strength from the Lord, how privileged we are. What a blessed people we are. And isn't that what this tells us? Who are those who, who are, whose strength is in thee? What is true of them? It says here at the beginning of the verse, blessed is the man. Do you realize that? You are called blessed of the Lord. And so trusting in the Lord, your strength in him, your life committed to serve him, that's what we're called to. But what will come along with that? Well, surely there will be difficulties and encouragements as well. Both things, difficulties and encouragements for us. Blessed is the man who strengthens in whose heart are the ways of them. That simile can be translated, and some commentaries translate these words, they don't come across very well in the English, as the ways of the Lord, in whose heart are the ways of them, or the ways of the Lord. You see that is in italics there. The idea here is that it is in the Lord's ways. That's the person who's blessed. Now, whatever else we've come to know ourselves, surely that's something we've come to know. This is the way, walking in it. The Lord's ways, the way of blessing. Difficulties, yes. But, oh, my friends, there are encouragements as well. These things go together, part and partial of following the Lord. The believer's journey through this life is one of many ups and many downs, valleys and hills. But both are, can be, we can learn much in both. Sometimes it is good to be on the mountaintops, but my friends, there are great lessons sometimes to be learned in the valley. Great lessons. And notice here, though, what we have, while there are difficulties, what we're told here in verse 6, who passing through the valley of Baker, what does it say? Who stay in the valley of Baker? No, passing through it. We are going through it. That's the hope that we have. We're going forward. We are going forward in the strength of the Lord. We don't stop here. We don't stop in this situation. We don't expect even to stop in this world. There's an ultimate destination for us. It's not here. Whatever the world will tell us, there's a world that awaits the believer, indeed the unbeliever as well, although he doesn't recognize it. This is what Scripture tells us. You see, we are not at home in this world. Whatever else is true of the Christian, that's one thing. Your priorities change. And while at one time some of us, we try to grab as much as we could of this world. That's not to say that we cannot have much by God's goodness to us. But we have priorities now. And this world and all that is in it, we see it for what it is. Compared to what the Lord has promised us. And we are passing through then, friends. Passing through the valley of Baker, as we have it here, the valley of weeping. And there's also the idea of difficulties in a dry, parched land here, because it goes on to speak about that the valleys made a well, the rain also filleth 
the pools, the idea of a dry, parched land. You know what that is like? Some days in your Christian journey, and you feel the dryness, and you feel the coldness, and you have a thirst that you know the world cannot satisfy any longer. And this world will have you sometimes weeping. And this world will have you parched at times as well. No satisfaction in any of it. The things that once satisfied you are no longer with you. So here we have a picture of a time of difficulty. But in the difficulties there are wells. There are places where we can be strengthened. A picture of a long, painful, difficult journey. And yet, friends, what is true as well, there's nothing here about turning back and going back to the old way. It's a going forward. It's a pressing on. It's a looking unto Jesus. It's going on in his strength. You see, the pilgrim's eye is fixed on the future and what lies ahead. Here, fixed on Zion, fixed on Jerusalem, going forward. But you see, he is never left alone on this path. And the Lord provides oases in the desert. And what accomplishment for ourselves at times, when we realize maybe in dark days, there's a brother here or a sister there who encourages us in the way. And it lifts our hearts to speak to them, to share with them. Because what is it that attracts you to such? It's not what you see of Christ in them. That attracts you to them and enables you to go forward. So we see there are courage, encouragements on the journey here. Passing through the valley of Baker, make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. Now you can imagine the picture that we have here is pretty clear, is it not? The whole idea of it, at least here. Pilgrims travelling at long distance, determined to get to Jerusalem, determined to get to God's house, difficult as the way would be, as they would on many occasions, travelling for the great friends. Feasts travelling a long way, and the way is hard, and the way is dry, and the way is hot and is hostile. But you see, it doesn't leave them on their own in it. Oh, thank God for the wells and thank God for the pools that we can partake of on the way. This world, friends, for the Christian is without question a baker. It is a dry place, a dry place. And yet, even in the dry place, we can know something of refreshment of the Spirit of God. And when you and I get refreshed by the Word, by communion with the Lord, by God's people, and sometimes it may be that you have to, as it were, dig a well yourself. Maybe a well of, of, of deep doctrine sometimes that you get something out of. Or it can be at times as well a, a shallower pool of a plain, simple gospel message. 
and either can be a blessing to us when we recognise that they come from the Lord himself to us. And so when we have that, when we recognise this is God's provision, the wells and the pools here are God's provision for us. Notice how the pools are filled. The rain also filleth the pools. It's what comes down. It is from God on high. It is the Spirit of God, surely something of that in this verse here as well. That he is providing for his own people. And when that happens, you see what happens to us then? Ah, the dry land is not the problem anymore. We recognize it, but the Lord is with us. By his Spirit, we are led forward. By his Spirit, we are encouraged in our souls. And we are supplied with the drink that alone satisfies now. And so, it doesn't matter how hostile the environment of this world may be at times, when you know that Spirit of God supplying for you, it changes everything. And it refreshes you to go forward. You see, this world doesn't supply any, can replenish you with any spiritual good in and of itself. God provides. God can rule and overrule, of course. But what we need, surely, is the rain that comes down, that filleth the pools, as we have it here in our text. He pours out from heaven. He pours out grace from heaven. He gives us what we need. And the deep wells, even, that it can be hard to fill, but they will be filled. You see, how can we draw from these things? How can This is our responsibility. Man's responsibility, friends, never forget it. Oh, how precious. When there's a dryness, even the little pools of water. It doesn't have to be the deep wells. Yes, it's fine sometimes to go into the deep things of God and get refreshed. But sometimes just, as it were, a little drop on our tongue refreshes us. How often it is, sometimes, friend, you know yourself, how sometimes you read your Bible. You've read it thousands of times before. And then something new, as it were, jumps out at you. And you think, I never noticed that before. And it's just so refreshing. So refreshing. Other times maybe just a word in season from somebody that you meet. They don't know maybe your situation, but the little bit of pool, the water is there that refreshes you and your thirst is satisfied. Thirst is satisfied. You see, friends, when the Spirit is in it, when he is in it, then you will be satisfied. And you'll be content and your thirst will be satisfied and you'll be encouraged and strengthened to go on. So whatever, however difficult your situation, when the Lord supplies your need as he promises, be encouraged. Be encouraged, friends. His grace never fails, whether in the deep wells or in the shallow pools. 
which are there for us. He never lets us down. Now I ask again, is there a Christian here tonight who cannot follow something of that in your own experience? Difficulties, yes, but all the encouragements that enables you and I to go forward. So we have strength for the journey. We have difficulties and encouragements in the journey. Thirdly and finally, there is also a journey's end. Verse 7. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. It's interesting, by the way, again, this word strength, we have the word used in verse 5 as we're speaking of. The word here, strength to strength, it's the kind of word that would be used in a plural way, but particularly about, if you like, an army going forward. That idea there, they go from strength to strength. It's how you would speak of of coming together. Doesn't that suggest to you, friends, that these pilgrims on the way travelling together to Jerusalem, it wasn't just one here and one there, it is an army, a number that no man can number. That should encourage us well. Sometimes we feel so lonely and our church is so small, our denomination is so small. But friends, there are countless numbers out there. Not necessarily our denomination. But the Lord's people are there. And we're going forward together. And we should encourage one another as we go forward. And here's the picture then of crowds going up to Zion to Jerusalem. And as they're going on, you can just imagine them that they're coming together to travel and see what it says about them here as well. Every one of them. So they encourage each other. Encourage each other to go forward. Go from strength to strength. How true what he says, I joyed when to the house of God go up, they said to me. There's nothing more wonderful than, than, than going up to God's house Seeing others, you know how encouraging that is at times, even in our own dark days, on a Sabbath particularly, and you recognize other people going to worship God here, there, and everywhere. It can be so encouraging to our souls in difficult days. And here they've been so blessed, the rain follows down. They go forward from strength to strength, not in despair, not despondent. What is it that encourages them? What is it that encourages yourself? Zion, the end of the road, that holy Jerusalem. And how many of them will make it there? How many of God's people will make it on this difficult journey? How many of them will be lost? Not one shall be lost. Isn't that what we have here again? They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appears before God. Again, you'll see that in the Bible, every one of them it's in italics there. It's been added in the sense of to give clarity. It's a whole, to give that picture of all traveling together up to God's house. Every one of them. You see, friends, encourage yourself in this. Where he begins the good work, he will continue it. Encourage yourself to think of the promise of God. Not one shall be lost. We're going. We're on the way. Some have gone before and you can think yourselves, 
in this very congregation, those who have gone before us into glory. And dear friends, in days of barrenness and difficultness, what is it that keeps yourself going on with the Lord? Is it not the hope of seeing him one day? Is it not the hope of being with him one day? Oh, to see him face to face. To realize then, as we cannot grasp even now, what he has done for us. That assurance of one day seeing. And here, remember what he said himself, that where I am, there you may be also. Not one will be lost of them. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Friends, the heavenly Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, awaits you and I if we're in Christ tonight. And hope and faith enables us to see all things working together for good. Not easy at times, but that's what we should think and how we should think. Troubles in this life will be there, but they won't overwhelm you. They feel at times, how can I go on? You can, because he is with you. You see, friends, true pilgrims don't give up. Or they don't go forward in their own strength any more than we do. But they will go forward. Remember Paul writing to Timothy? You say, oh, well, that's all right for Paul. But can I say, yes, you can. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. There's the Christian for you. There's you tonight, child of God. That's how it'll be. Oh, how can it be? Yes, it can, because he enables us. So, dear friends, be encouraged. Press on, because the day will come when you'll be presented faultless, perfect at the end of the journey to God before the throne. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. And there Christ will say, here he comes, here she comes. I and the children whom the Lord has given me. And you'll be there, friend, and I pray I'll be there. Not for what we are in ourselves, but because of him and what he has done for us. And don't overlook what will true of you as you go on. You are going from strength to strength. And that's what we need to have our eye fixed on the end. The eye of faith as we journey on. Yes, the path is dry. And the way is hard and dusty. But it's the only way. That's the road to Zion. And it always will be difficult. And it will be dry at times. But if your eye is fixed in faith upon him, you will find wells and pools to refresh you on the way. So I say to you, keep going. Persevere to the end. No true pilgrim gives up, however hard the road is. And let us avail ourselves of the pools and the water that he supply, especially thinking, God awaits at the end of the journey. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. 
Do you have that hope tonight? Well, if you believe in Christ, you do. Does that hope sometimes get shaken? Yes. But he doesn't change. And your hope, friend, can be in him and in him alone tonight. And go forward through this wilderness. But make use of the wells and the pools that will refresh you in the way. Would uh, Donald MacDonald please lead us in a word of prayer?
We'll conclude singing in Psalm 122. Psalm 122. I joyed when to the house of God go up, they said to me, Jerusalem within thy gates, our feet shall stand in be. Jerusalem as a city is compactly built together, and to that place the tribes go up, the tribes of God go thither, to Israel's testimony, there to God's name thanks to pay for thrones of judgment, even the thrones of David's house, their stay, and so on. One, two, two, singing the whole psalm, I joyed when to the house of God. I joyed when to the house of God. as follows uh, the service is on the Sabbath the usual time 
11 and 6.30, and God willing, I'm expected to take these services. And the prayer meeting next Thursday will be taken by Mr. Tim Nixon. All these, of course, subject to the will of the Lord. Let us conclude. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest on and abide with you all, now and forevermore.